welcome to the WM People podcast. I'm Mandy Garner. I'm the editor of Working Mums and WorkingWise.co.uk. And I'm with Ben Falk, who is the editor of WorkingDads.co.uk. Morning, Mandy. Morning, Ben. <laughs> and this week, we will be discussing the budget. We're it's excited about that. Very whole. excited. <laughs> Yay, politics. <laughs> Lovely. It feels like it's been coming for many, many months. That's true. International Women's Day and gender equality generally. And the Every Woman Awards that we went to last night for women in tech good so yeah we, we've written a lot of stuff about um sort of child care and there has been a lot of stuff around child care recently you know obviously Liz Truss kind of s- suggested that she be setting up these kind of you know changing the way that when she was this the yes. brief moment when she was prime minister uh that she'd be the changing French the way thing style. Yeah, yeah, the exactly, French style yeah. child minding agencies that doesn't I haven't heard more about the French style child minding agencies <laughs> but it made it sound so um so, so it did make chic. it sound swanky yeah it did it made it sound swanky didn't it uh and then that and you know obviously Sunak seems to have kind of dialed down on those and realised there's not enough money and that kind of thing but it's been interesting hasn't it over this past two or three weeks as we lead up to the budget how I don't know it's even though childcare is always a thing, there's been very much an acute discussion around. Yeah, it's around the it. thing, isn't it? Now yeah. it's the thing. Whereas it didn't used to get um, a lot of attention. It was kind of like a side issue. It's definitely gathered steam in the last few months, um, and it's all leading up to the budget. So you've got you know the business organisations like the CBI coming out, F- the Federation of Small Businesses as well. You know everybody seems to be saying childcare. We need to solve this childcare problem. It's just a matter of what the government interprets that as um, in terms of how much money they've got. Yeah. This is the problem, though, isn't it? Because it seems from everybody, no, no one has come up with it, unless there is a full-scale subsidy, which it doesn't seem like there's going to be, mm. that there doesn't seem to be a solution because we know that during the pandemic, particularly early years, childcare you know loads of people went out of business and mm. and and to the struggling to keep literally struggling to keep the lights on in some cases because of the cost of living crisis so it, it's kind of intriguing to me I don't know whether I feel like there's somewhere in a bunker in Davos or something someone's coming up with some incredibly special amazing metaverse way to kind of solve this problem but I, I fear that's probably not the case. No well I think it's quite a British uh, problem to an extent well, that's because true, yeah. that's, <laughs> it's that's a true. result of underfunding uh, for many 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 years um, and so for example the subsidy the 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 so-called free 30 hours um, for three and four year olds is has never been fully costed um, and so nurseries are running at a loss so they basically have to pass on the costs to the parents of younger children through top-up uh, things like charging for extras and all that kind of stuff um, and boosting you know putting up the fees for, for the for the younger ones so it's uh, um, you know the, the cause to make the subsidy or the the 30 hours is, you know spread it and increase it to younger children if it's at the same rate um, that they're paying currently, that will just put nurseries completely under because they won't even be able to get the money back from the younger children. I mean, you've been writing for this about this stuff for more mm. than a decade. Like, what? Why do you think? I mean, it's always a. There's always a, th- a thing running along that it's a. It's a problem, obviously. Yeah. But why do you think it's now? There seems to be. Is it? Is it the cost of living? Is it that wages have stagnated? Are all those things coming to the fore finally? Like, you know, we we were in a boom, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and now we're finally in a. Because um, I don't know whether this happened around 2008, 2009 when there was a credit crunch. 
Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, childcare has always been horrendously expensive yeah. in this country. Um, it's seen as a private issue for parents it's yeah. not seen as a public good it's not seen in the same way as education generally as something that's good for society um so it's it's kind of like children are a luxury you know lifestyle <laughs> choice so i think i think that's a big part of the problem the way it's conceived uh, um, that and we need to go back to the drawing board and really th- rethink that because you know children i've i've been a school governor at a primary school and we were already and this was ages ago uh seeing a lot of kids coming in at age four and stuff who weren't able to even you know speak in a sentence um they were way behind the ones who'd been to nursery and got you know the you know they were doing their letters and numbers and all that kind of stuff um and it was it was it, you know the inequality starts very very young um and those children that start behind at school they, the, the the gap grows over the schooling years so it's, it's a social it's a huge social problem that you know is important for the whole of society and for you know all all ages. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a, a six-year-old and almost seven. She'd want me to say, and <laughs> uh, and and um, you know, well, a certainly we were very very excited for the moment when she finally left nursery because it meant that she was going to school and we wouldn't have to pay. But and you know that chunk coming out of the budget every month. But then, but you know, also we had a, a parent-teacher thing the other day, and there was there was a clear sense. That, that you know the pandemic and all these kind of things have obviously kind of um squashed some of the kind of socializing skills from mm. um from children and it's it, obviously yes it, you know, we're not saying you have to send your child to uh, you know that's we're, we're not like being prescriptive and saying you have to but it's clear that the kind of things that they do is essentially preschool i mean literally at some places they call it preschool right yes. so you know there is elements to that the socialization the understanding about you know sitting and eating meals all the kind of thing the kind of soft skills for children as well as some of the harder ones like learning how to talk and ask for things and stuff like that um which yeah can be done at home obviously yeah but it is part of the education system i think yes and so some of the people that are talking about sort of solutions or you know what we could do have spoken about so the children's commissioner has talked a lot about um the role of schools in in you know and incorporating nurseries within the school system I'm not sure about that. I think that needs a lot more debate. But it would certainly make people who work in early years, you know, more on a level with people for, with teachers. Because what happened during the pandemic and has been happening for years, but but certainly it was very much underlined during the pandemic, was the sense that people in early years feel that they're kind of like treated as lesser, not as important, not um, and they were left. You know, they you know, policy was you know being changed every every right right left and centre but they were kind of left out of a lot of things yeah, yeah, yeah. and schools were were focused on but yeah I think that might be um, one of the issues but you asked about you know why is it now and I as I said I think it's, it's been a, an issue for so many many years I remember you know when my kids were young in the 2000s you know paying enormous amounts um, and thinking and, and again counting the days down the hours <laughs> until the, the subsidy the subsidies kicked in but in the last few years I think what's happened is obviously the COVID the, the pandemic has not helped but the underfunding has gathered and <laughs> gathered pace there's a lot of childminders that have pulled out because of regulation you know um, all the problems that they've had um, there's also things like the benefits so you can claim up to 85% I think of childcare costs through universal credit but it's been capped the yeah. amount has been capped since 2005 and as the costs have gone up yeah, that's made it that's that's had a much bigger impact and i think 
now, because the costs have kept rising and rising and rising, middle class parents are very are, are beginning to, you know, is, is beginning to affect, or it is. I mean, it has been affecting middle class parents for a long time, but they're really, you know, getting angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's probably what yeah. has happened, right? Yes, is exactly. Fi- the it's lobby finally groups. hit. It's finally kind of got. It's gone up the social uh, classes and the social structures until it hits yeah. the people that can make a huge, you know, can make a lot of noise and are listened to at school government meetings and all those. All that kind of thing and listen to when they when they write letters to their MP and things and so that's what's made that change and similarly British Chambers of Commerce like put out this report this week talking about how childcare costs uh, um, I think two-thirds of women were saying that career progression was 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 thwarted or halted or uh, yeah. you know affected because of childcare costs well I think that that's I, I get very angry about that because actually we've been saying this for years and I don't think it's about childcare costs I think it's women's career progression I, I i'd like to see what the question was that was asked but they kind of yeah. elied everything and everything's about childcare costs at the moment but it's i think i mean the question that we've always asked is has has having a child affected your career progression yeah. and it's consistently been very very high and so that's not a new thing and there's all sorts of reasons other than childcare costs that your career progression might be affected for example being uh, discriminated against which a lot of women are <laughs> yeah childcare i would argue um, so I feel very uh, angry about this but it's not a women's issue <laughs> um, and yet you know it's there you know it's on international women's day childcare top story you know and, and and obviously it does affect women more because women are still the main carers but unless we grasp it as a parent thing <laughs> not not a women thing yeah things are not going to change much I no think. i mean that I, I read another piece actually this week in um on the bbc and it was kind of quite a comprehensive piece but you know it's tackling all the sort of things that we know which is these kind of lack of role modeling for dads going off and doing that kind of that kind of thing and and you know internalized sort of stereotypes and all the kind of stuff that they talk about when it's about m- men kind of having those breaks or taking those breaks and 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 it was just it's kind of it was amazing actually like thinking just you know you read it and you just know that these kind of things are going to just not stop it just feels one of those kind of unwinnable wars Mm. that's what's that's what's kind of terrifying about it I think it doesn't feel I mean we're saying we're we're waiting for the budget like that's going to be this I don't know magic bullet or panacea which is obviously not not. it's not (laughs) it's not and to be fair to the government or whoever's in government like Mm. I I, it's it's a very you know it's not easy I mean yes of course you can just say we're giving 25 billion a year to the whatever but obviously that's just no one's going to do that in it regardless of right or left or whatever so yeah it it is it does need a complete rethink you know complete going back to the drawing board kind of thing because what they're going to do is probably tweak little things here and there. We've heard that, you know, maybe they're going to, uh, under universal credit, allow upfront childcare fees to be paid, which is which is a barrier. You know, if you can't pay the month in advance or whatever it is, then, you know, it's impossible. Uh, and, and, and other things, maybe they'll raise the cap. And, the, and it sounds as if they may target the most disadvantaged parents more, which would be a good thing. But there's so many different issues now. And also, I think parents have found their own way around it. So our surveys, for example, found, find that quite a lot of parents don't pay anything for childcare, which is surprising. But it's because, you know, it's all being done by, you know, like like combinations of different grandparents and, you know, friends and yeah. what have you, but very, very chaotic in a way. Yeah. And it's very difficult. So one part of that 
um, uh, that equation, that childcare equation falls down. The grandparent is ill. Yeah. You know, something the child mind is, uh, you know, uh, you know, leaves <laughs> or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. things that happen. Then it's, it's you know, you're constantly, constantly thinking, what is my backup plan? What is my backup, backup plan? Yeah. Um, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. It and the is. impact is not just on women dropping out of the workplace, which is obviously very worrying, but it's also on the kind of jobs that women are, able to do that fit around all those very chaotic childcare plans so it's it's absolutely huge and I don't think um, it's in any way being grasped yet. No I, I remember that bit, um, we've been we've had uh, grandparent help uh, with ours and I, I remember we were expecting a grandparent to come on this particular day and then got a phone call in the morning saying that the um, and you know we worked from home at the time and that the other like the uh, the cousin that you know the other grandchild was ill and and that person had to go to the you know um, their mum had to go to uh to kind of go to the office and so our grandparent had to go to that one rather than to our one and it was suddenly yeah the house of cards yes. you realize how how kind of flimsy the house of cards is oh uh, i remember once with um like it, i think it was about quarter to eight and my the childminder rang and she said, we've we've been up all night with the norovirus. You can bring your daughter, <laughs> you can bring your daughter over, but she will get, she probably get a norovirus. I had a meeting that I couldn't, that was several people that were coming from all parts of the UK. It was in the days before you could do things online uh, at sort of 10.30 or something. And it's like, you've got two minutes to decide. <laughs> you take your child to it. Exactly. A, a plague-ridden home. I know it's, cra- <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Well, and and um, I mean, I, I've actually been this week. I've been reading a, a really good book, actually, called uh, Mother Brain by Chelsea Connorboy, and I've done a couple of pieces about it. But I, I it was I was looking specifically, uh, even though it's called Mother Brain. Um, she writes some stuff in there about kind of dad brain chemistry. It's about literally how your kind of brain chemistry changes and things like that mm. when you become a parent or um, if, if you're a parent. And, you know, it's really stark and clear that if how that, you know, dads, um, men, um, you know, non-gestational parents, yes, non-gestational parents are, you know, are, if you are the primary care, uh, child care or if you have that kind of that element to, to your life, you know, your brain chemistry changes, you get your social cues improve, your empathy improves, all, you know, your brain chemistry mm. changes for the better. And so, you know, thinking about like men, all this stuff, like men feeling like they shouldn't be that or society feeling like that shouldn't be the case, all these kind of barriers put in, you know, stopping people from, from doing that means that... Yeah, like li- literally, men's brains are missing out on these all this good stuff, <laughs> all these good hormones, which is kind of disappointing. Yes, yes, interesting. Although you know, a lot of the stereotypes was all this thing about baby brain and all that kind of stuff. As if yeah. you know, mums are completely you know incapable of doing anything much, which is is you know my, not my experience at all. I don't I don't remember any kind of except exhaustion and over you know too many things to think about yeah i think baby so brain, many things yeah. Bra- going around around in your brain thinking how am i going to make this work it is just exhausting the, the, but baby brain is tiredness there, yeah. there, you know there isn't no, yeah. it, it's fatigue there's like you know anytime you're fatigued you, you don't think straight like that I, no. anyway I don't, uh, but no this book actually is is is, is not that you know it's no. very much it's diving more into the science and and demonstrating actually as i said that that these changes the so-called mm. baby brain 
is all good for your brain. You know, yes. these, these aren't these aren't bad things. These aren't going to damage your your thinkingness, which is sounded just like I I damaged my thinkingness by uh, by using that phrase because it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> you created your own word. <laughs> but we wait anyway. We wait with bated breath, I guess, for the, for the budget to see what. Happens. Yes, and then and and on my work with my working wise hat on, I'll just m- mention it in passing. I mean, you know, everything that's related to the budget seems to be about. Um, what we do <laughs> and yeah. on the on the working wise side obviously the older workers and getting older workers uh, who've dropped out during the pandemic back into the workplace is a very big focus so we wait to see um, what they come up with on that and whether they've actually really listened to what older workers are actually yeah. saying well we'll we'll uh, by the time we do our next one uh, the budget should be a week or so in the distance so um hopefully we'll have gathered the intel <laughs> i mean there'll be stuff on the sites obviously but we will we'll, we'll have aimed to have gathered the intel and and talk about it in more detail next time yes so the other we, uh, we have had uh, International Women's Day this week. Yeah, I sound tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just inundated. You get so many press releases, so many surveys, and whatever telling you stuff that you already knew, really. And uh, you know, being offered, you know, this and that women to talk to about how inspiring it is to be a woman. <laughs> Which it is. Sorry. Yes, lovely. It's great. I mean, what did you, uh, has there been a kind of sort of thematic sense, I suppose, other than just, uh, has, yeah, has yeah, it felt the, like there's a kind of theme to, to well, this one? Well, the theme, the loose theme is, um, was was embrace equity, I think. Right. And it's this idea that it's not just good enough to do equality because equality starts from, you know, where we are at now. But equity is about the structural issues that contribute to the the not level playing field the whole issue around things like quotas and stuff like that where it's you know people argue and say oh we shouldn't give the special treatment to to women or whatever but but we're not i mean we've we've had years of giving special treatment to men yeah so it's not it's not been a level we're not starting from a level playing field <laughs> no I, i'm I, do i do i talk in this one or do i, I should <laughs> no, no 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 please do because there was a really interesting actually one of the most interesting things that came uh that, that one of the most interesting surveys was the one from the global institute for women's leadership from king's college which was about um potential backlash against gender equality and it was it was really interesting because it was saying um, that it was looking at um, whether people thought that things had gone too far in favour of women and the number of people who think that it's gone too far in favour of women has increased over the last few years, which is worrying. Um, and interestingly, it's increased more among young people. Interesting, um, yeah. That is, yeah. I, 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 it, was a, it was a really... Yeah, I, I recommend that people go and, and look at the um, the report because it is it is fascinating, and the the fear of you know people who fear reprisals for essentially standing mm. up and advocating for women, the, the statistics show has has in the past five years has risen from fourteen percent to twenty nine percent, so you know literally double. What do you think? Do you think that's social media or the attacks and stuff that people uh, yeah, get? I mean, it's just uh, yeah. a more sort of more aggressive sort of area <laughs> yeah well I, I think there are two uh, for me that i mean this is this is coming purely from like mm. uh, anecdotally or, or my opinion but like for me there are two quite clear ones one is is me too which obviously um the me too movement which is obviously incredible and brilliant and important but 
for a certain section of the population, particularly as you say, the social media, you know, or mm. or kind of trolls on social media, um, there is this kind of well, there is a backlash to, to me too that you know women get to say what they want, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dignify all that kind of stuff with 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 you know proper argument because it's it's insane, but I, I think there is a kind of uh, 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 a post Me Too backlash to mm. that movement, yeah, um, which is sad. And then on top of that, it's it's uh, I don't I don't really want to mention his name, but it's the the Andrew Tate issue, I think, and the sort yeah, of the, the right, yeah, the rise of the sort of oh God, uh, like the Meninist movement or whatever you want to call it. That kind of idea that that um, men are reclaiming the masculinity and all these kind of things, and this 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 mm. kind of essential male fragility really do you think it's also the attacks on um supposed gender critical feminists absolutely and yeah mm. i mean i want i'll be interested to know how much uh yeah when people set, have said that and their fears like w- those people who've been shouted down or had attacks made upon them what those have been whether it is to do with stop shouting about women's stuff or whether it is about gender critical stuff it's they they I don't I'm not sure whether they go into that in, in a lot of detail in in the report no no I think it's really really interesting and it's very interesting that older people who've been through it all um are more kind of you know feel that there's much more there's more to do on gender equality and is that because you know they've been through it and they've seen you know the impact over a lifetime and they feel more kind of galvanized by it or has it, you know, do younger people think that it's getting better? Is it getting better? Um, uh, there's, well, the, there's obviously more women in, you know, positions of power, even though there's a lot more to do. There's more women in workplaces generally. I, I mean, for, for me, I don't know. I think some of these things, for me, I, I teach at a university and uh, so I do see the, the youth coming through. I see young people, you know, from sort of 18 through to like 25 or whatever coming through and that they there's definitely change there there's there's definitely a sense of wanting to to change things and do things differently and and but the problem is is that i think often you know media social media whatever it might be we as humans want it to happen quickly and it seems like to me it seems like this is a paradigm shift that is going to have to take place and that takes place over a generation this doesn't it doesn't take Mm. place if only it could take place as quickly as as we want it to it should take place as quickly as we want it to but i don't think it will but you know i think in 10 15 years it will there there will be a fundamental difference to to this kind of stuff based on what uh, let's just hope that the the all the kind of Tatism or all that, mm. all that kind of nonsense doesn't end up rising up too much and, and kind of, you know, um, push the tide back. But it, it, I th- that's the thing. I think we want these things to happen quickly. They don't happen quickly, no. but I think they will happen. At least judging from the people that the young people that I've met and worked with over the past ten years. Oh, it's good. You're you're optimistic. I, d- I, I don't know. I feel like I, I I hear from schools, you know, and I think, oh my god, you know, all the boys, you know, I, I, you know, my daughter's friend was like, I remember her, was like fifteen. She said, all the boys, all of the boys are watching porn, all of them. Yeah, and they all expect us to do that stuff. Yes, and I, and, and I'm afraid. She said she was afraid. Yeah, and. I thought, God, what a world! <laughs> what a world! Yeah, and they're they're the ones coming up. Well, that's true, and, and I, look, I've noticed a change, you know, just over 
you know, a period between my oldest daughter and the younger ones because it's it's obviously more pervasive now in... Yeah. I, I, look, I might be spectacularly naive. <laughs> I'm, I'm very willing to... I'm, I, I don't think I'm an optimist, but I guess maybe secretly and deep in my heart I am an optimist. At least I hope, you know, I've got young children. I, I do want them to live in a nice world. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There are, the, there are all these things happening at schools. But I do, I do feel like, you know, the idea that everything's moving forward is a bit sort of not really taking into account what's actually happening oh, and no, that sure. we definitely need to keep um well any any of this kind of work i'm, I'm so tired of seeing you know in 20 years and 30 years or yeah. in 100 years yeah. women will get parity it won't just happen <laughs> it just won't no. happen no. we have to keep pushing at it all the time and people are obviously fatigue comes in and then you know it's we got on to the next trend which is like bashing it <laughs> <laughs> or you know and then it'll come back you know it just goes round and round it's like oh, maybe I'm getting too old um no, but no, I just no. but you have to keep going at these things all the time um and yeah you have to be in it for the long run absolutely absolutely that I, yeah I mean I'm I'm kind of saying it in a facile way but I it, it's just that I certainly from the the people that say the, the early 20 people 20 something people that I see there is a desire to change, hmm. but you're right. It, you can't just go, oh, well, it'll, then let's wait 20 years for it and then it will be sorted. <laughs> you, have yes. to, you have to keep going. You can't stop um, because of that. Anyway. Yeah. No, no. It's very interesting. And there's a lot going on, obviously, in terms, um, you know, lots of different things. I think, I think that's what certainly having teenagers, you just see them being besieged by lots of very, very mixed messages. Um, very, very confusing. Empowerment, you know, whatever, all of that kind of stuff on, on the one hand for girls. And then, you know, the you know, being hot, still still a big, <laughs> big thing. Every aspect of your body being scrutinised. Yeah, I, d I don't know. It's very, very confusing for them. I feel for them growing up. I do. So finally, we uh, we're recovering, aren't we? Um, <laughs> last night, we'll be, just very quickly, we we both of us uh, went to the FDM Every Woman Awards last night, celebrating some women in in tech. Yes, um, it was a fun night, wasn't it? Yes, yes. No, it's great. It's always interesting to see all the different categories and and to hear. Actually, the the thing that I like is following up afterwards, interviewing some of the winners, and it's you get the kind of in depth story of, you know, how they. Uh, often were you know came up in you know uh, very male dominated obviously it's a very male dominated sector and how how they were often the only woman in the room and all that kind of stuff um and it's amazing um and a lot of them are also doing other stuff on the side they're giving back you know they're doing you know giving back into like campaigns and or, you know going into schools and all that kind of stuff and i feel i, I feel slightly exhausted when i <laughs> hear about us thinking oh gosh i feel i haven't i feel like an underachiever i'm not yeah, doing do, enough <laughs> i do feel lazy <laughs> yes there, there was a one of the winners was a, a, a young woman trailblazing uh young woman who was an amazing I, I, you know amazing girl uh and yeah, 15 year old 15 yeah. year old yeah and i, I looked i looked up you know in the brochure and everything and she's this kind of star this and star that she's created this app for dementia you know she's just yeah and I was going you know you see like that you see someone like that and yes you feel very lazy but also um you feel um very hopeful 
Um, and um, I suppose, we, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm not going to try to clarify what I meant by 15-year-old readers. I think it's just, it's just mean that we... They should be allowed to make mistakes. They should mistakes, be allowed to make basically. mistakes, exactly. That's what it's, I mean. And I think, yeah, because I, I work a lot with students in my other job as well, and a lot of them are they're kind of international postgraduate students, and they're very kind of change-the-world kind of people. They're very... And, and they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Again, I feel completely like, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's so much pressure on them, particularly around things like climate change. Obviously, they feel the absolute enormous weight on their shoulders that they must do something about it. Um, and that's a lot of pressure to carry yeah. to actually save the planet. Well, I, I think also, <laughs> you know, last night, uh, uh, as, as you say, uh, um, tech... Um, being so central now to our lives in, in yeah. every way, like our personal lives, our social lives, our um, love lives, our, uh, our the climate change, mm. um, our work, our productivity, all these kind of things. So actually, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, women doing incredible things in tech. And there was there was one award for uh, male agent of change, which was mm-hmm. which was and so uh, well done to him. But you know, you realise that you know actually changing things in in an industry like tech is how much that all just and, and actually listen to the the winners like they weren't just you know there were software software engineers working for banks mm. there were uh, leaders working in um, uh, sort of benevolent tech companies there were people trying to change things from a charitable and NGO perspective so you know you realise how much tech bleeds into everything and how having yeah. that kind of parity and that equity well the yeah I mean the thing the thing that struck me was the academic award um it's my favorite you did like you did like higher education background she was brilliant wasn't she she was brilliant because she works with social scientists to bring them into the tech world and you know that's what we need everybody needs to be in tech we're all every job is a tech job really basically journalism is certainly getting more and more that way data and all that kind of stuff you have to be able to you know savvy in all of these kind of things so you know the idea that tech is this separate thing it, it shouldn't be the case we're no. all we're all tech people yeah anyway we had a good time yes and it was nice to chat to people and see everyone there and we got to dress up in our finery so that was that was nice oh was it i did uh, yes i, 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 I put know. my suit on about four times a year so. i just had my dress on and then i just took my cardigan <laughs> off <laughs> Yeah, because I, I was I, running from the TUC Women's Conference, which was a completely different thing, but 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 very inspiring, and I really found it really really interesting. So they were talking a lot about the the huge load that women bear in terms of like caring and carers uh, for older people, carers for other you know children with special needs, carers childcare and stuff like that. Um, the gender pension gap, the gender pay gap, all of those kind of things. But it was really heartening to see so every time a new person who'd never been before got up to speak and they were they said that they were a first time speaker there was a big cheer yeah. and i just loved that sense of support and you know that would go women yeah well <laughs> it was also interesting considering that the one of the keynote speakers at uh, at the everyone awards was Gillian Keegan oh, yeah. the education secretary so there's there's two you 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 kind of mm. had two ends of the spectrum there which is kind of interesting anyway uh, that's it for us this this week. Um, thank you very much for listening. You can catch us uh, on socials, uh, working dads, working mums, working wise, WM people. Keep up to date with our stuff. We'll 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 just be writing about the budget and and all the things we we like to write about. And we should see you back what in, in a couple of weeks. Yes, when we will do the post budget roundup. <laughs> <laughs> so please do uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. It all helps and. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
Bye-bye. Bye, Mandy. Bye. <laughs>